Your organic search is over. Here's Naturally Savvy with health experts Andrea Donsky and Lisa Davis. I'm Lisa Davis along with Andrea Donsky. I don't know anyone who doesn't procrastinate. I can't even say it. Procrastinate sometimes. I have to say the worst thing for me is I procrastinate about like doing wash or folding wash and then I'll finally do the wash and I'll literally have like a table so high and then I can't find anything and my daughter can't find, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, because who wants to do chores? But there's some more serious things out there too that people can procrastinate about. So thank goodness we have got Dr. Renate Raymond on the program. Her book is Beyond Procrastination. How to stop postponing your life. Dr. Raymond, welcome to Naturally Savvy. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to have you on. Now, I talked about procrastination with housework, but I think we all kind of do that. But when you're talking about procrastination in your work, what do you really see with people? Where are they stuck? And and, and let's talk about some of the reasons, too, why you think they're stuck. Well, people get stuck. Uh, one is uh, things that they really don't like to do, like uh, doing the washing for you. But it's also the big questions in life or the, the big decisions, like going back to school, looking forward to retirement, planning that. It might be buying a house. It could be any big thing that involves uh, big consequences for your life. So, of course, what happens is that we get scared or it's just too big. The, we don't have all the information. Uh, we hesitate. And so a lot of procrastination happens around those bigger issues. Now, do you think people are born procrastinators? Do you think it's something we learn as we get older? Do you think it's something, like you had said, it's a bit overwhelming, so it's like, where do we start? What do you think leads someone to be a procrastinator, and how can we help those people kind of get unstuck? Well, some of it does seem to be genetic, but it doesn't. it's not a strong correlation. And, of course, uh, if we don't learn strong life skills early uh, in childhood and adolescence, it becomes much harder when, when, once we're adults. Uh, but I usually like to look at procrastination as information uh, in the sense that if we don't do something, obviously there's something missing because otherwise we would just do it. Uh, so the question is, what, what is the reason exactly that stops us from doing it? And once we have figured out what the reason is, then there are lots of different um, skills, techniques, uh, tricks that we can use, and I talk about in the book, that help you to move forward. But the first most important step is to become aware what is it exactly instead of just saying, uh, I can't do it or it's too difficult or whatever you might say. That's too general. That doesn't get us anywhere. And what's even worse is when people just feel guilty and then uh, think about the guilt rather than what is actually stopping me. So Mm -hmm. stop the guilt and get into the real deeper reasons why you can't do something. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things I like about the book is you look at the unresolved internal or external conflicts that cause procrastination rather than focusing on one's personality defects, if you can, or deficits, if you can expand on that for us. Yes, because it's usually the personality uh, deficits, quote unquote, that's just there. It's very hard to change. However, you can change your behavior. And so I'm, I'm taking a very much behavioral approach in the sense that Let's look at what's going on without any judgment, no shame, no blame, and see what's happening and then find ways of doing it because, as, as you said, it's an internal-external conflict. So the internal conflict might be that our priorities are not quite aligned, that we have two priorities that work against each other. Uh, for example, uh, let's say you want to renovate your kitchen, but for some reason you don't get around to it 
because he realized, like in, in the case of one, one client, that they wanted to do retire in five years and then buy a houseboat. So renovating the kitchen five years before selling the house didn't really make that much sense, but they weren't aware of it, so they postponed it. Uh, but there was a very rational reason there. Or it can be external conflicts like resentment. Somebody's telling us <clears throat> to do something that we really don't want to do, but we feel like we can't quite say no. It's like if it's your spouse or your boss. Um, there are certain people that's hard to say, no, I can't do that. So instead of having uh, a very open response or even dialogue about uh, what we want to do or don't want to do, we use passive-aggressive behaviors such as procrastination and just put it off and put it off. And, of course, the other person often gets enraged or at least disappointed. That makes a lot of sense. So how do you work with your clients? So do tips? Is it something that's a quick round? Is it something that could take years? I guess it depends on individual needs. But in general, do you see that you're able to help them work through it pretty quickly once you bring it to their consciousness? Yes, the big thing is to just become aware of something. Uh, and, yeah, of course, the behavioral changes can take a long time or they can be very quick. So it depends on what kind of change is necessary. But it, usually it is a way of approaching the world differently, of changing expectations, uh, of finding, like, using skills like planning, using skills uh, like uh, being on time, using skills that, you can develop, but it takes a little time to implement. You know, I tend to think of procrastination, at least in my personal experience, for things that I don't want to do, like I mentioned, like housework or laundry, things like that. But I think sometimes I feel like, well, if you really want to do it, why procrastinate? But it's, it's what's so interesting is it's not just about things you don't want to do. It can be things that you really want to do, but then there's these other internal conflicts. And I think that's such an interesting way of looking at it because I hadn't thought of that before, right, Andrea? Like, it's usually like, well, I don't want to do it, so I'm going to procrastinate. Yeah, totally. Does that make sense, Doctor? Yes, and, and it is very often the more we want something, of course, the, the more we become afraid. Or the more... Oh, that's interesting. We, yeah, we are worried that if we get it and it's not what we really wanted, what do we do next? So what I find uh, quite often is actually people are going along nicely and all of a sudden they stop. They can't finish a project. And you might ask, so you already have invested so much, why can't you finish? And sometimes, of course, it's like this, this fear of rejection, that people hate it or you get negative responses. But sometimes it's also there's nothing new that we can think of doing. So this big project that has taken up so much of our life will leave a huge gap. And so to avoid that gap, either you procrastinate, but what I suggest, line up a new project, get excited about something else. So it's easier to let go of the one that you're about to finish. Do you find that people who procrastinate uh, have other character traits that are similar? So, for example, they're a procrastinator and they also happen to be this. Like, is there a common theme about procrastinators who are similar to each other? Well, there's some, like, the biggest thing is probably impulse control. That if, mm -hmm. the more impulse control you have, the easier it is usually to get things done. But the people I work with, I really, basically from the outside, they're very... Um, talented and successful people. It's uh, very often they're stuck on something specific that they just can't wrap their head around. So I come in and work with them uh, to find out, okay, what is happening here? What do we need to do? What are the steps? What do you need? To, um, what information do you need? What kind of uh, behavioral changes do you need to put into place? 
and then they can break through. Do you think that procrastination is situation based or do you think if somebody's a procrastinator then they are they procrastinate in all assets or their all facets of their life? Well, chronic pro- uh, procrastinators that's the term the chronic part usually are people who have a hard time doing a lot of things. But most of us procrastinate. I mean, it's hardly anybody who who doesn't procrastinate. When somebody says that, I'm always like, wow, that's interesting. I procrastinate. (laughs) Um, But there are ways of overcoming that. And sometimes procrastination is actually not a bad thing. Uh, Sometimes if we really don't have enough information to move forward, might not be such a good idea. So Mm -hmm. procrastination in and of itself is not bad. That's why it's so important to figure out exactly what is holding me back. Now, and that's a really good point because it gives you time to think and maybe, you know, you know, you're not jumping on something without fully kind of, you know, thinking it through. Very interesting information, Dr. Raymond. So if they, people want to learn more about you, they can go to your website. What's your website name? Beyondprocrastination.com. Or they can yeah, also, that okay. will lead them to um, my personal website, which is uh, freshlifecoaching.com, life with an F. Perfect. And they can also follow you on Twitter at Coach Renate. That's R-E-N-A-T-E. Thanks for being on our show today. I'm Andrea Donsky along with Lisa Davis. This is Naturally Savvy Radio on Radio MD. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD and Naturally Savvy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't procrastinate and stay well. (laughs) 